Hello, good morning, welcome to another episode of The Daily. This episode finds you on the 3rd of April, Saturday. We are right in the middle of a long weekend and we are bringing this series of podcasts or devotionals leading up to Easter Sunday to an end today. Today we are going to cover the last two words of Jesus on the cross. We have done a lot of work and we have uh, covered the five uh, words or statements if you prefer over the last few weeks but today we are gonna explore the last two words and so I hope that wherever you at today that you would make it a point to spend some time reflecting, pondering, thinking about the cross, Jesus's work for you and arrive at a place of deep gratitude. With that being said, let us begin the podcast. Today for our final episode, we're going to spend some time looking at the final two words or statements that Jesus made on the cross. The first word that we're going to look at today is this word of victory. We get this word of victory from this passage of scripture in John chapter 19 verse 30 which says this, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, or in some translations, sour wine, he said, It is finished. Now this word finished, it is finished, in the original script in Greek is this word tetelestai. And tetelestai, sociologists would refer to it as a condensed symbol, meaning a word, a phrase that opens up a range of meaning. Now the word tetelestai in ancient Greece had a whole range of meanings and uses. When a servant would go about his master's business, he would go out, fulfill certain duties and tasks and come back to his masters in order to declare that these that all the work had been done and fulfilled, he would say tetelestai. When an artist would put his paintbrush on canvas on a wall and paint a beautiful picture, when he had completed the picture and there was nothing else to add, there was not a single drop of paint that he desired to add onto the piece, he would step back, look at the masterpiece and go to Telestai. It is finished, it is completed. And also one of the uses in that day was that receipts or bills uh, that had been paid in full would have the word tetelestai written on it. It was written on business documents or receipts in New Testament times to show or to indicate that a bill had been paid in full, tetelestai. And that was what Jesus was saying on the cross, that Jesus had come and he had fulfilled his mission. He had fulfilled his father's mission for him. Jesus came almost like an artist, bringing beauty to our world. He revealed the Father through miracles, through signs, through wonders, through teachings. And he stepped back and went to Telestai. It is finished. But also Jesus paid the bill in full. He paid our debt of sin. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. And Jesus on the cross atoned for that sin. It's important to know that Jesus didn't just die on the cross for our sin. He died as us on the cross for our sin. He took on the entire weight of humanity's sin. All of the evil that will commit past, present, future. Jesus took it upon himself on the cross. 
and all of the punishment that was due for that sin, he took it upon himself and he paid that debt in full. And so he was able to go to Telestai. It is finished. It is paid in full. Now, very often when we consider the events of Good Friday, we do so with this chronological distance. Or rather, we skip to the end, the happy part, right? We look at the cross, we read of Jesus' sufferings, and of course it speaks to us, but we know just a few pages down, Jesus would rise from the dead again and everything will be okay. Our sin is completely paid for. Jesus defeats death, hell, and the grave. But what is important for us to do is to not rush past the reason for Good Friday, the reason for why Jesus had to go on the cross, endure all that he did, and suffer such a tragic death. You know, one of the really bad habits that I have uh, as a person is like typically, you know, when I read books, I like to skip to the end uh, and just find out what how the story concludes. I do the same thing with TV shows, with movies. I just this thing where I just can't handle suspense. I don't like suspense. I don't like to be kept uh, out of the loop. I like to know what's going to happen. I have this whole thing with control that I'm trying to work out right now. But all this to say, I have certain dysfunctions. And one of them uh, is the inability to just sit in suspense, in uncertainty. I need to know how things end and they better end well and good. Well, one of the things I've been trying to do in this week is to not rush past Friday and get to Sunday. It's not rush past the sufferings of Jesus in order that I may get to the risen Jesus, the resurrected King. Because I think what will truly make us grateful is when we realize and recognize the depth of our sin, of our transgressions, the weightiness of the price that we would have had to pay to atone for them and the kindness of Jesus to take them on our behalf. I think that is what would truly make us grateful and often we just skip to the part where Jesus just atones for everything and not realize that we were the ones our transgressions, our sins, was what nailed him on the cross. It wasn't just the Roman soldiers. It wasn't just the religious elite. It was all of us. All of us had a part to play in putting Jesus on the cross. You know, some time ago, I purchased an engagement ring for Amy when I wanted to marry her. I remember going to the jewelry store and seeing the diamond. And this diamond uh, wasn't placed in the setting. I looked at the diamond and it looked ordinary. It looked okay. And I was wondering to myself, why do diamonds cost so much money? And when I went back to collect the ring, uh, they had placed the diamond on the setting and uh, it sit uh, on the ring and they put it in the box and it looked absolutely beautiful and stunning. And so the setting was designed to bring out to uh, highlight the beauty of the diamond and I think in many ways what highlights what uh, brings out the beauty of the work of Jesus on the cross is when we view it with a kind of setting and that setting is the recognition of our sin of our darkness of our depravity knowing that we have been redeemed much we have been forgiven much 
And so Jesus declares on the cross, Tetelestai, it is finished. Here was the triumphant answer to the rage of man and the enmity of Satan. It tells of the perfect work which meets sin in the place of judgment. All was completed just as God would have it. And just as the prophets had foretold, just as the Old Testament had foreshadowed, just as divine holiness demanded and just as sinners needed, Christ paid for the debt of sin in full with his blood. And so now by the grace of God, we no longer have to earn, have to merit our salvation. It all comes by receiving of Jesus's blood that was shed for us. But we don't do so flippantly or without care or regard. We do so with humility, with reverence, knowing that this came at such a great cost. This was such a great price that was needed to pay for such a great transgression. And following this word of victory, Jesus goes on to say this. You read in Luke chapter 23, verse 46. And Jesus had cried with a loud voice. He said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up his spirit. And this is the word of contentment or the word of reunion. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And these words set before us the last act of Jesus, the last words of Jesus before he breathed his last. It was an act of contentment, of faith, of confidence, of love. He knew he had done all that the Father had required of him. He knew he had paid the debt of sin in full and with contentment, knowing that he had finished well, he breathed his last. And isn't that a vision for how we ought to desire our life to end? That we may, like Jesus, die with contentment, die with knowing that we had fulfilled all that the Father had desired for us, knowing that we had been faithful to the mission of God, knowing that we had been loyal to God in challenging and uncertain times. Don't we desire to leave this world with knowledge that we had finished well? And I can't help but think of the Apostle Paul's words, even as he knew his life was coming to an end. He says this in 2 Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And so let this be our prayer this morning that we would have the grace, the endurance to run our race well with strength, to not be pushed around or tossed around by every wind of doctrine, but we will remain steadfast and true to God, His mission, His desire for us and for our lives. And let us also be reminded today that Christ's sacrifice on the cross came at such great a price and be reminded that He paid that price for us on our behalf. And may we never forget the pain and the wonder of the cross and may we live with gratitude in our hearts all the days of our life. And so let's spend a few moments this morning, even as we contemplate all that we've heard, sitting in God's presence, in gratitude, and humbly asking for His grace to meet with us. The Bible tells us that the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead 
lives in us. One of the stunning realities that resurrection has brought to God's people is that we now have His Spirit with us. That even in this moment, as we tune our hearts to Him, He is with us. Not just as a theory or concept, but He is with us. He's Emmanuel. His Spirit is present with us today. So let's spend a few moments asking for God's Spirit to meet with us today. This is the fruit of the resurrection that God is close. In the Old Testament, God was in a tent, He was in a temple, but now God's presence and Spirit is with His people. And so let's spend a few moments in gratitude with our hands lifted before us and asking for God's presence to meet with us today. I invite you to quieten down your environment as you tune your hearts, your mind, your attention, your bodies in humility, asking for God to meet with you today. Let's spend a few moments doing so. Awesome. Amen. I hope that you have felt God's presence in your room on your way to wherever today. And I pray that today you would be filled with deep gratitude for all that Christ has done for you and that you experience His grace even as you endeavor to finish well in life. Thank you so much for tuning in to this series of devotionals and time willing, the daily We'll come back at some point for a second season. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to seeing all of you for Easter Sunday services. Have a great Saturday. Grace and peace.